Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I'm Melissa Fox, and we've got a lot of topics today to discuss and delve into, including plaque psoriasis. Did you know a lot of people are living with that? We've got a possible new treatment to talk about. Also, good stuff. You know the new Barbie movie? Well, now people are concerned about flat feet, not just Barbie. You need to go to the podiatrist. More information on that. Student loans. They're coming back eh, October 1st-ish. You're going to have to start paying those loans after three years. We have some help for you. Pickleball. Believe it or not, pickleball. It's rising in popularity, which means pickleball-related injuries. We'll discuss all those things coming up right here on the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression, and 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. Stop your grinding with Brooks Night Are you waking up in the morning with a sore jaw, headaches, ringing in your ears, all because you're grinding and clenching your teeth at night? That's exactly what was going on with me. I ended up going to a dentist, and he wants to charge over $600 for a night guard. That's when I found the Brooks Night Guard. You mold it at home to the top or bottom teeth. Other mouth guards go all the way to the back, which allows the back teeth to touch. This is where most of the grinding and clenching occurs. The Brooks Night Guard redirects the bite force away from the back teeth, reducing jaw pain while still protecting the teeth. This unique design is what makes Brooks Night Guard different from all other traditional grind guards. Order your Brooks Night Guard today and get 10% off plus free shipping. Go to BrooksNightGuard.com and enter the code BRUCKS95. That's B-R-U-X-9-5. Stop your grinding with Brooks Night Guard. It's the Florida Roundtable, and you ever play pickleball? It seems like it's the hottest new thing. I've got a couple of rackets and a ball in a bag in my garage. I haven't started yet, but one of these days I will. And, of course, I'm injury prone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so are a lot of folks who play pickleball. With that in mind, we've got Dr. Louis Gandara. He's a sports medicine physician, and he is going to give us some important steps about avoiding injuries when playing pickleball. Hi, doctor. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Hi, how are you guys doing? Eh, we're doing just fine here. So, pickleball, new phenomenon. From what I understand, they're even going with a national league or something at some point. Uh, I see the idea behind it. I love it. It's great. I'm glad people are getting out there and getting exercise. But first and foremost, how do we avoid the injuries that are going to happen? There's several factors that people have to take in, into account before they play any sport. So, always I tell my patients, try to understand the sport you're playing to. 
also see what kind of abilities you have. For example, if somebody who's been sitting around haven't played in a while, so you need to do some formal strengthening or some conditioning prior to start any exercise program. You must use also the proper equipment. So you need to have the proper shoes so you don't want a slippery shoes to fall down. And also you, you have to pay attention to the weather as well. You don't want to get uh, overheated or dehydrated and that can lead to other consequences. But you, the important thing is also always not to overdo the sport. Some people look at pickleball like, ah, it's a sport. I'm going to use the racket. I'm going to play around. And instead of playing uh, maybe one or two games initially for the first time, they end up playing for a couple hours. And that's when possible overuse injuries can happen. But it's always important to understand, like I said, the sport, uh, the techniques, and have somebody who can teach you how to properly hit the ball and understand the proper rules of the game. But always go slow and start slow, whatever sport or activities you do. Of course. We're talking with uh, Dr. Luis Gandara, and you mentioned shoes. I can't just go out there and play them a regular high tops. What's the deal? Yeah, so you want to uh, have a shoe have a good uh, grip on the court. So you don't want, because you're going to be moving around. Uh, pickleball requires a lot of change in direction and motion. So you have a, a shoe that doesn't have a good grip in the court, you most likely will fall. You might injure an ankle. You can sprain or, or fracture an ankle. We don't want that. Or you fall, you fall forward and can fracture your wrist. So it's important that you understand that, uh, like, the kind of uh, shoes and footwear you need to utilize for playing pickleball. Uh, what about stretching? Not a big fan myself, yeah. but I, so I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, so stretching is uh, yes, recommended before uh, you do activities. Five, ten minutes stretching is important in all the major muscle groups as well. Upper body uh, is also important to stretching. Uh, before and after you finish the the exercise, in this case, because well, it's also recommended. You want to have your uh, your muscle uh, flexible enough that you don't feel tight or you have some muscle imbalance at the end of the day that will lead you to some problems in the future or as you play more. Um, you will start having issues in different areas. Let's play devil's advocate for my listeners here. Uh, I'm playing. I've been out there. I'm recreational. Why do I have to stretch? Well, um, typically when we are playing for a while or we're not active, our muscle tendons tend to be tight. And having tightness, uh, it can lead you to have this chronic lingering issues, uh, especially on the knees, on the hips, shoulders. So you want to stretch out as much as you can uh, to feel loose. So that way when you play, you're not overusing that type of muscle or tendon that, uh, that has been tight for a while and, and, haven't, and you haven't used it for a while. I got you. So that's uh, major important to, to kind of work on those areas. Hey, Doc, uh, what about if something hurts? I got a little pole maybe in my calf. Should I just go out there and play it off, shake it off, put some dirt in it, you know, that kind of thing? So yeah, you feel an injury, uh, like one of those injuries that you cannot, you don't feel that you can get back to play it immediately. Uh, I always recommend to check it out. You can consult to one of the orthopedic surgeons or one of the, the walking clinics, the orthopedic have and get to check it out. Make sure you have a, for example, uh, just a minor muscle tear, or this could be a, a major muscle or tendon injury that might require surgery. Oh. So always pay attention to your body and get a check when you cannot walk or you feel like hey this is really um affecting my my gait or my, the way i walk then you gotta check it out with a specialist uh, make sure it's nothing major not sure like something that you avoid and getting in check and then at the end it can be a, a disaster thank you so much for enlightening us about possible pickleball injuries and how to avoid them dr Louis gandara thank you so much for being with us uh, thank you very much for your time 
I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor. And I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts. My joints ache. And sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed. High. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. It's the Florida Roundtable, and after the Supreme Court said, nah, we're not going to forgive student loan debt of 40 million people, which will be about uh, $430 billion. So, have you borrowed? You know those payments are going to come back in October, right? Well, with us today, SoFi's expert student loan manager, please welcome Brian Walsh. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I think it's a pretty important issue. To be honest with you, I have student loans that have been in arrears forever, default maybe mode, uh, because that's the kind of person I am. I lay it out there. Uh, But I never, ever expected to have my student loans repaid for somebody else, paid off by the government. I mean, so uh, actually I work-studied. And I paid off part of it, but still, what are you going to do? So with that in mind, Brian, uh, tell us what's going on. Yeah, so there's been tons of news out there, recent updates as far as the Supreme Court ruling against the student loan forgiveness. Uh, But there's also been some announcements by the Biden administration since then related to a new income-driven repayment plan to help make payments more affordable for people that have federal student loans and need it. Uh, There's going to be a one-year on-ramp period where missed or partial payments won't be reported to credit bureaus or go to collections. And really, we're just focusing on helping people figure out their best path forward since payments haven't been required in about three and a half years now. Yeah, right. I know. It's been it's been good and it's been bad because people spent the money instead of saving it or, you know, putting it in a sock for when it did have to come back. So for those of us who had that that uh, college loan forgiveness at that moment, 
what are we going to do? How are they going to pay this yep. back, these students? What kind of tips do you have for these borrowers? Yeah, right now we're focusing on doing three things because, as you mentioned earlier, payments are starting back up in October, and that may seem like far away, but we're really encouraging to get people to go through these three steps now so that way they have uh, time to make the best decision. I think number one would be to make sure that you understand what student loans you have and the details behind them because anytime you go three and a half years without really thinking about something, it's easy to forget. So log in, find your loan servicer, make sure you have updated contact information, you know, your balance, your payment, your interest rate, things like that. And then step two will really be looking at your own finances because some people, as you mentioned, kind of filled that gap with spending. Other people saved it. So really understanding, okay, here's what payments I have kicking back in. How big of a deal is this going to be to me? Because if that's going to be a really big stretch, then we want to approach student loans differently than if it's something where it's like, okay, I won't enjoy it, but I can make these payments. And then the third step is really just figuring out the right approach to your student loans after you have the info from the first two steps. So sometimes you want to reduce your payments, keep those low, maybe looking at income-driven repayment or stretching out your repayment term. Sometimes you want to get them paid off as quickly as possible just to I guess, get out from under this and maybe you make extra payments, maybe you refinance to a shorter term, cut your rate, uh, and really kind of go through that process well in advance of when payments are required in October. Wow. Okay. So are we talking about watching the student loans as we're using them, in other words, in college, or are you talking post-graduation or what have you? Yeah, I think post-graduation, for anyone who already took out a student loan, those are really the three things that, that we're thinking through. For people who you know are, are in college and in the process of taking out student loans, I think the key there is how do we minimize the amount that we borrow so that way it doesn't really have a negative impact on us once we you know start entering the workforce and start making money and you can do that by taking advantage of financial aid programs. Maybe it's work study, like you mentioned. You can also you know, consider the fact of saying, okay, maybe I started a two-year school, transferred to a four-year school, depending on your major, um, and, and really just trying to minimize that as much as possible because student loans aren't necessarily bad, but too much compared to your income once you, once you graduate can be a, a bad thing. Yeah, no, it really can. Um, so we're talking with Brian Walsh. He is the SoFi expert, student loan manager, if you will. And the second half of summer's here, and you know, you know it's coming, right? Families across the country, back to school season. The end of this summer, though, means a lot more borrowers who are out of college are going to have to resume paying back their federal student loans. And this has been a three-year span. Now, a lot of people probably wonder a couple of questions, uh, Brian. That would be auto debit payments. Are they going to restart after payments begin again, or do we have to go back through the process? Yeah, so we're encouraging everyone to log in. Number one, find out who their loan servicer is, because you can think of your loan servicer as – you know, the person that you're or the company that you're going to be making payments to, they're going to send you information, things like that. Um, a lot of people are having a different loan servicer now 
versus the last time they made a payment because there's been a lot of turnover over the last three and a half years. So we want people to go find out who their servicer is, log in, update their contact info, update their automatic payments, all that type of stuff. So that way there's not any, I guess, miscommunication that ends up costing you money once this kicks back in. Is the payment going to change? So if you didn't do anything with your student loans uh, through the last three and a half years, you didn't make any payments when you didn't have to or anything like that, um, then for the most part, your, your payments should be, you know, relatively similar. It's kind of just like there's a three and a half year pause. Uh, some people did did make payments, so maybe they have a lower, you know, amount that they owe. Maybe their payments would be different, but for the most part, it'd be pretty similar. Okay. So how do I find out what my interest payment's gonna be uh, after the zero interest rate ends? Yeah. So that's all going to depend on the type of loan you took out and when you took it out. Uh, because everyone who takes out the same type of loan at the same time for federal student loans gets the same interest rate that's set by Congress. So the easiest way to go about finding this out would be you can go to studentaid.gov, and then you could find you know your own information. You could find a list of the loan servicers, and then you can then, let's say your loan servicer is a certain company, you go to their website, you can find out all the details related to your loan, from balance to payment to the due date, what part of the month it's going to be due, your interest rate, things like that. Yeah, I hate to hear the word debt, to be honest with you, but new current student loan borrowers, borrowers as you, you prepare for finance, you know, there's a lot of thing that you have to do. Financing college is not easy. So if you're resuming school or you're just starting out, proper planning, that's what we're here for, to help you pay for college, very, very important. You know, a lot of parents actually are trying to balance daily expenses, you know, progress towards saving college costs simultaneously. So supporting four years of higher education can certainly be a struggle. Wouldn't you agree, Brian? A hundred percent. And I think that's the hardest conversations that we have with people uh, would be parents when they want to fund their kids college. But quite frankly, they probably shouldn't because it would be jeopardizing their own retirement. So parents have to think of themselves first because their son or daughter can always borrow money for college. You can't borrow money for your own retirement. Um, So I think it's important to make sure that you can afford it before you commit to it. The other thing to keep in mind is if you're a parent and you took out a federal student loan uh, to help your, your son or daughter go to college, there are your pay, payments are going to be kicking back in in October as well on those federal student loans, and you won't have access to the new income-driven repayment plan uh, that is much more generous than other options. So uh, you have less options as a parent, so I would probably encourage them to think about this um, you know, more strategically because they, they will have fewer options. So you're saying basically, though, that parents should not be co-signers on any of these student loans, right? Well, I think co-signing and taking out a loan themselves as a parent would be two different things. Because parents who either, let's say they, they pay as their kid goes to school or they take out loans directly, they really need to make sure that they're not going to jeopardize their own finances taking this on to send their, their son or daughter to school. Co-signing is going to be a little bit different because the only time that they would have to actually take over those payments and it would affect their finances would be if their kid wasn't able to. 
Um, so I think having that conversation, knowing that that could be kind of worst case scenario, taking on these payments, but co-signing would be, I guess, a less risk to someone's financial future than just taking out the loans directly uh, for their son or daughter. I see. Brian Walters with us. He's a SoFi expert on student loan management. Um, the other side, we just kind of talked about borrowers out of college. Now you got to plan for this whole deal because the interest and payments, well, they resume on September 1st, which means your first payment's going to be due right there starting in October. Seriously, after three years of stalled payments, entering this phase of repayment could be very difficult for you. So that's why we brought Brian on here. Uh, what if my monthly student loan is too high? Is there a way I can possibly lower it? There are a few different options for monthly payments when it comes to federal student loans. So number one would be looking at income-driven repayment options. And, and essentially, income-driven repayment means that your monthly payment is going to be capped to a certain percentage of your income. So for people who may not be making as much income compared to uh, their loan balances, that could be pretty pretty helpful for them. Um, especially the Department of Education announced a new option for people that's much more generous for student borrowers than the other options. So number one would be income-driven repayments. Number two would be you could look at the idea of either um, an extended repayment term with your federal loans where maybe you stretch it out uh, beyond 10 years where you pay it back longer so your payments are, are smaller. Number three could be they have graduated repayments where it starts low and then increases every two years. And then number four, some people are refinancing where maybe they're in a solid position with their credit score and things like that, and they can qualify for a lower interest rate or maybe keep their interest rate the same and just extend their term with a private lender for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. Those are all ways that you can reduce your payments to help it fit into your budget right now. I love it. It's good stuff. Great information. I hope you're paying attention. If you are not, a podcast for the Florida Roundtable is available on the iHeartRadio app. We have been talking here with Brian Walsh. And thank you so much for everything that you have provided. Not only did I take notes, but I hope our listeners who have student loans, whether they're current or in, uh, you know, you know the deal paying out after you graduate again thank you so much it's been a lot of information and it's all been solid brian florida roundtable thanks you all right thanks for having me Dish TV es mejor que la televisión por cable. Este es el porqué. Dish tiene los precios de televisión más bajos del país y todos los canales que desees. Junto con un DVR galardonado con el cual podrás omitir comerciales, grabar 16 programas a la vez y obtener un acceso a miles de películas a tu alcance. Incluso incluiremos gratuitamente Dish Anywhere. Ahora puedes ver televisión en vivo desde tu computadora, teléfono o tablet. Y es un control remoto de voz gratuito, instalación gratuita y canales de películas gratuitos. Dile adiós al cable y obtén más por menos dinero con Dish TV. Como bono adicional, cámbiate a Dish ahora y recibirás una tarjeta de regalo de Visa. Ahora es el momento perfecto para ahorrar al reducir su costo de cable y obtener Dish TV. Llama ahora. 800-630-1599. 800-630-1599. 800-630-1599. 
Oferta de tiempo limitado, compromiso de 24 meses y calificación de crédito requerido. Se aplican tarifas de cancelación, tarifas mensuales de equipo y otras restricciones. La promoción puede cambiar en cualquier momento. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed, we invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable, and August is a pretty interesting month. Lots of going on. It's hot as heck. A lot of people are itchy and uncontrolled. And oh, What am I talking about? I am talking about people who live with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis and recognizing the reality of living with this disease. To help us out, we've got two fantastic people. First, welcome Dr. Bruce Strober. He is a board-certified dermatologist and clinical professor of dermatology at Yale University School of Medicine. Wow, that's a lot there, just that title. Can we uh, abbreviate it, Dr. Bruce? Yeah, you can just call me Dr. Bruce. That's great. Perfect, yes. And with us, a person living with plaque psoriasis, Nikita Chopra. How are you doing today? 
Hi, I'm so good, Melissa. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. So, as I said, August is psoriasis action month, and I had a friend who uh, was a mixture of Jamaican and Chinese, so he had a lot of problem with psoriasis and, and such. So, let's talk about it. Uh, what is psoriasis, Dr. Bruce? Well, I see a lot of patients, thousands, with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis in my practice. Uh, I'm here today on behalf of Bristol-Myers Squibb and the Clear Understanding Campaign to talk more about the disease. Psoriasis is, is a chronic autoimmune skin condition. It involves plaques or patches that are red or pink in a light-colored person, but in a dark-skinned person, maybe they're purple or brown. They often have white scale on top. They can be anywhere on the body. They can be 1% of the body, just one patch on the elbow, or they can be 80% of the body all over. And commonly, psoriasis patches are itchy or painful and often embarrassing to the patient. So the patient can feel it, and they can also be inhibited by it, both professionally and personally. Uh, and so part of this uh, campaign clear understanding is to discuss a new medication, so tic or ducravacitinib, that's a uh, once-daily pill uh, that uh, can potentially clear patients who have psoriasis. It's important to know that so tic can cause some side effects, and therefore every patient with psoriasis is different needs to discuss the treatment options with their dermatologist. Oh, it's definitely. And what uh, should they talk about when it comes to treatment options? I've heard things like, uh, you know, sitting in a, a tanning bed to help make the, uh, the psoriasis better, all kinds of different treatments. But you say there's a new oral treatment for moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. I think there's a lot of folks that just turned their heads in and turned up the volume. Now, could you repeat it again? What's right. the name of it? It is a new medication approved for patients 18 years of age and up with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. I mean, basically patients who have psoriasis who feel like their condition is not well controlled. They wake up in the morning, they are reminded they have psoriasis, either visually in the mirror or just by the way it feels on their body, it impacts them. Um, and therefore, those are the patients who should discuss the potential therapies with their dermatologist. We're talking with Dr. Bruce Strober. He's a board-certified dermatologist and a clinical professor of dermatology at Yale School of Medicine. And we also have Nikita Chopra. Now, Nikita, I would love to hear your story, your experience with plaque psoriasis. Yeah, absolutely. So I got moderate to severe plaque psoriasis when I was younger. And I just remember, you know, noticing a small spot of dry skin. I didn't really think too much of it. And my mom took me to the dermatologist, and basically we, we learned that I had moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. And what started off as a very small, you know, like spot that I didn't think much of grew to be covering 98% of my body. I mean, from the tip of my foot to the tip of my head. And a lot of folks, I think the biggest thing that I'm so passionate about is having people know that psoriasis is not quote-unquote, just a skin condition. You know, it is a condition that impacts you socially, mentally, emotionally, and it did that for me. I remember loving, you know, being free as a kid, running around. I loved playing soccer, 
And I had to quit because I was so physically uncomfortable. And I was itchy and flaky. And not to mention, socially, I had a hard time with friends growing up because they didn't know what I was going through. They were like, what's that? They didn't understand. So that's why I'm so passionate about the Clear Understanding campaign, which folks can take a look at at clear-understanding.com because it really does allow people to see that they are not alone and they can see other people who are dealing with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis and see how they're living an empowered life, which I think is so important. Oh, sure. Can you tell us more about Clear Understanding and uh, how you got motivated to be involved and how others can also get motivated to be involved? Absolutely, yes. So you can visit clear-understanding.com. And I'm here on behalf of Bristol-Myers Squibb because I'm so passionate about really breaking that stigma. And I think people don't always even understand or realize that they're living a life where they are feeling that stigma and they are holding themselves back. And so a clear understanding, we are really showing people that that doesn't have to be the case. You can see other stories of people who are living with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis and, yeah, know that you're not alone. And visit clear-understanding.com to see what I'm talking about. I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Thanks, Nikita. Uh, Dr. Bruce, is there any warning sign? Is there something, you know, genetic about this? Tell us a little bit more about plaque psoriasis and maybe what to watch for. Right. First of all, it is a genetic condition. You inherit the ability to have psoriasis from your parents. But not everyone who gets the genes that could make you have psoriasis actually get psoriasis. There has to be something in your environment that kicks it all off. So it's a combination of your genes and your environment, and really that event can occur any time in one's life. What you should look for are patches and plaques, uh, usually very well-defined, anywhere on your body that come on unexpectedly. They're often itchy, uh, and they don't go away on their own very easily. It's important to note that Not all rashes of this type are psoriasis. There are other diagnoses that have to be considered. And for that reason, don't be a dermatologist at home. Be a dermatologist in his or her office and make sure that you have the right diagnosis. So, again, we've got Nikita. She's living with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. When did that come on again? When did you figure it out? Yeah, I was pretty young. I, you know, I was in school um, at a young age, and and it, as I said, was just this moment where I noticed a small spot. And as a kid, I kind of thought nothing of it, but then um, went to the dermatologist and learned that I did have psoriasis. And what started as a small spot really grew throughout my entire body, and it covered from my tip of my toe to the tip of my head. So it was, yeah, I was pretty young. I've been living with it for several decades now. Well, good for you. Good for you. And are you more comfortable with yourself? I know you mentioned that uh, your confidence level at one point had really dropped and you were uncomfortable, so you couldn't participate in athletics. What did you end up doing? I mean, it's been, as you said, a couple decades. Yeah, no, that's such a great question. I do feel so much more empowered. I own my own business now. I am living, you know, a fun, full life um, and much more social than I was as a kid. And that's why I love the Clear Understanding campaign so much because 
if you go to the website, clear-understanding.com, you can really see, as I mentioned, like all of these other stories of people who are living an empowered life while they also happen to have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. So you don't have to live a life riddled with stigma when you do have this condition. When I started out this interview, I mentioned a friend of mine who's of mixed race yes. who has suffered horribly, uh, but he just never, he never covered it up. He threw it right out there. I mean, it was on his forearms and uh, the an- elbows and such, and I'm sure in other places on his body, but very, very, very visible. And, you know, people would ask, what what's going on there? And he was... Yeah. He was fine about it, you know, and sometimes it just looked so painful to me. And I was like, how can, how, how do you deal with it? And he said, you know what? It's just a fact of life. Yeah, that's a strong person right there. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you both have each other in, in, in your right? lives and you can be on the journey together. But, yes, it is uncomfortable. And you also can live a full life and and feel empowered while living with it. So I hope people check out clear-understanding.com to to see what I'm talking about. I hope they do too. Yeah, it is a chronic autoimmune disease, affects about 7.5 million people in the United States. I'm talking about plaque plaque psoriasis. That damn pee throws me off every time. Thank you, Dr. Strober. Thank you, Nikita Chopra, for sharing your stories and information with us today on the Florida Roundtable. You're welcome. For too many parents, a baby's first steps aren't just a milestone. They're a miracle made possible by volunteers like you who walk in March for Babies. The money you raise funds research and local programs that help babies overcome the challenges of premature birth and birth defects. Sign up today at marchforbabies.org to take the steps that help make milestones and even miracles possible for thousands of families. Who will you march for? There's a problem if you drink and drive a boat. It never just affects you. Boating under the influence is illegal and dangerous. Save lives by staying sober. Learn more about Florida's boating laws at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement. Have you lost Florida Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Are you losing your Medicaid coverage due to the public health emergency ending? If you're in jeopardy of losing health care coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. 
Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to schedule your appointment today. Remember, that's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. It's the Florida Roundtable. How you doing today? All right. Well, did you go see that new movie out there? You know the one. I'm a uh, Making millions of dollars right now and bringing up a concern that's kind of always been out there. Flat feet. With that in mind, let's welcome Dr. Catherine Awanowicz. She's a sports medical doctor and director. Where is it uh, that you work at? Bayfront Health, St. Petersburg. Good to have you along with us, uh, Dr. Awanowicz. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. So did you actually see the Barbie movie? I haven't seen it yet. Mm. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it because uh, I refuse. But just kidding, really. Uh, I haven't seen it, but apparently Barbie goes out of her Barbie world and comes into the real world, and there's some snafu about her not being able to wear heels. And she's got flat feet, and so does Ken. So where does that take us with regards to flat feet in the real world? Yeah, so um, I don't think anyone has Barbie's arches in the real world, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, Um but all of us have a little bit of an arch in our feet. Um, some people will have flat-footedness where you have a very low arch, and then other people will have kind of high arches. And I always think about arches as like being a Goldilocks kind of thing where you don't want arches that are too high or you don't want arches that are too low. You want something that's right in the middle so that it can help support our weight and help us to walk and run and do all the things that we want to be doing. And so if it's too low or too high, then you can sometimes have some foot pain and some other things. Ooh, that doesn't sound very good. Now, I uh, I had to, I have flat feet or no arches when I was a baby girl, and I found that uh, those orthopedic clunky shoes they made me wear, I don't think they made a darn bit of difference, but they were really expensive. My parents had to lay out some money. Your thoughts on orthopedic shoes? So, um it, it kind of depends on what's going on. Now I think the mindset has changed a little bit and we really wanna encourage the arches made up of some things that we can work on. And so there are some small muscles in the foot where if we do some regular exercises, we can help to build that arch. Some people, um, especially people who are just born with very flat feet, they may have trouble doing some of those exercises and that's where the orthopedic shoes can be helpful. But those shoes by themselves aren't going to recreate an arch like when you're walking around barefoot. So, mm -hmm. unfortunately, if you started out that way, just having the shoe support isn't going to make a difference, you know, to the actual foot structure. Um, and that's where we actually now, especially with kids, will encourage them, you know, walk around barefoot, try to build those muscles in their feet so that they can support that arch. Really? Barefoot? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that, honestly. Uh, I was I wondering... Yeah. Our thoughts changed a little bit, and so the the shoes obviously you gotta you know wear mm -hmm. shoes mm -hmm. at many places, um, and so the, those shoes can help to kind of support that arch. But at the end of the day, we want to try to train those muscles to to work on their own. Yeah, I would think so. We're talking with Dr. Catherine Wanowich, and uh, she is a sports med doctor, so she knows these things. Uh, I'm going to throw some personal stuff out there and see if you can uh, give me a little diagnosis over the uh, round table, if you don't mind. Um, I got one leg that's about mm, two centimeters shorter than the other, okay? So I'm starting to get uh, shin splints a lot. 
So how, how if, uh, and I'm sure there are other people out there, I know nobody's legs are exactly the same. There's no way. But how do you deal with that so that you don't end up with all these uh, lower back pains, hip, knee pains, uh, shin splints? Yeah, I think um, absolutely that when one leg is shorter than the other, whether it's, again, congenital, like you're born that way, or whether it's related to back, knee, or hip issues, um, anytime those legs aren't pretty closely aligned, you can have problems all the way through that kinetic chain from your feet all the way up to your hips and your back. Um, And so sometimes it's a little bit of the chicken or the egg, right? Like trying to figure out is this because I have a problem with, you know, my back muscles being tight, is that pulling that hip up higher on that side? And so that's where we should focus on. Sometimes if it is indeed because one leg is truly longer than the other, um, we'll actually do, you can do um, uh, like heel lifts. uh, And sometimes we'll actually make lifts on the shoe. And so I think that's where you want to actually be seen by a, a, a sports medicine physician um, or an orthopedic physician to take a look, do an assessment. Um, there are some pretty simple x-rays that we can do to measure that leg length discrepancy and then come up with a plan. And again, if it's all functional, like related to, to some muscular imbalance, then that's a great place for physical therapy to help address that. Mm, see, look at that. We're learning things today. The uh, pitch was, come on, Barbie, let's go to the podiatrist. Yes, flat feet, not just a problem for Barbie and for those of you that watch the movie, but obviously it is an issue. And uh, bone spurs, I've heard people talk about that. That comes from having flat feet? Well, the bone spur um, is typically what people are talking about is you can have a bone spur on the bottom of your foot, and that's oftentimes associated with what's called plantar fasciitis, where you get that inflammation of that thick fascia tissue on the bottom of your foot. Um, I like to think of that, that bone spur isn't the problem. The problem is that that plantar fascia is tight, um, and that can be associated with flat feet, certainly. Um, And that's something, again, where physical therapy can really be helpful, sometimes some arch support and working to retrain all of those small stabilizer muscles of the foot. Mm. What about drop foot? I've heard about that. What is it, and uh, has that anything to do with having flat feet? So I think what you're – so there's one thing called dropped arches, and that's where you kind of develop flat feet over time. That's what I meant. That that plantar fascia is not supporting it. There's another kind of thing, um, a drop foot is oftentimes a, a neurologic issue, and so where you have a problem with a nerve going to your foot and it's hard for you to pick it up. Um, so that, that's a, a separate thing, but dropped arches is pretty common over time, right? The more time that we're spending on our feet just throughout life, our arches are going to get lower, and so that's where, again, it's really important to try to do some barefoot walking throughout the day work on um, really simple exercises like what we call toe yoga, where if you're standing in bare feet, you're working on lifting up those individual toes. Even something as simple as that for a few minutes a day can help to rebuild all the those muscles that help to support that arch um, and can help to improve the integrity of that arch. Ah, oh, it's perfect. So there's good stuff learning here right now. So bunions, corns, calluses, not acceptable. What about uh, just the regular arch? Should we put an arch support in there? Often it's very uncomfortable. Uh, How do we work our way into that? Is there like a slower process? We just go, bam, here's an arch, two and a half inches, knock yourself out. Yeah, so a lot of times you can 
start with something that's over the counter, um, and that may be like a lower arch than perhaps what you ultimately need, but that may be one way to work into it. Also, um, wearing it, making sure that your shoe can actually support that arch, and so sometimes it means that you need a slightly like larger size shoe, so sizing up half a size um, to just give your foot room because now you're putting something else into that shoe. There's also hard and soft arch supports, and so harder arch supports are typically made by the orthotist or the, the orthotics person, mm -hmm. um, and that can be a little bit more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes we'll start with a soft arch and wearing it for like a few hours a day, and then as you, as you progress and you get more comfortable with that arch support, then you can wear it for longer. My producer just whispered in my ear, is there actually two left feet? Is that for real? Are there actually people out there with two left feet, or is that just a dancing thing? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think my dance moves are great, so maybe, <laughs> maybe I do. But um, no, you know, there are some some people have natural rhythm. Other people have to work for it. Got it. Uh, but we don't have a medical diagnosis for that. <laughs> so everything, and my dad taught me this years ago. He said, "Look, you gotta have good shoes." I don't care what you're wearing the rest of the time, but your foundation are your feet, and everything is affected by that. Is that correct? Would you say Dad was right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, everything comes from the ground up, right? And so mm -hmm. we spend all day on our feet. We're walking. We want to make sure that those muscles that help to support our feet and help us to walk are nice and strong. And then when we're wearing our shoes, we want to make sure that they offer appropriate support. And so... You know, even though um, Barbie, like her, her bread and butter were the high heels, we know that those aren't really great for our feet because they don't offer a great love, like base of support the way that, that sneakers or, or sturdier shoes might. Well, that makes perfect sense. I'll tell you what, it's just about time to wrap up here. We've got some great information, though. Where can we go if uh, we were driving down the road or something we didn't get a we didn't get the website? How about that? Give me a website. Um www.bayfronthealthstpete.com uh, and that's where you can find more information bayfronthealthstpete.com thank you Dr. Wanowich it's been awesome I appreciate all your help today thank you so much David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? 
The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 co-pays, and $0 deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. 800-571-7025. And let Best Med Care do the work for you. Shortness of breath. Patients confused. Temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? Coming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov slash sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.